Hello, and welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund. I'm Mark Betancourt. The 18th century economist Adam Smith is best known as the author of The Wealth of Nations, widely considered to be the fundamental tome on the virtues of free market capitalism. Margaret Thatcher famously carried a copy of the book in her handbag, while more left-leaning thinkers have criticized the book for promoting greed and selfishness. But what many people don't know is that Smith also wrote another book, The Theory of Moral Sentiments, which is distinctly warmer. In it, Smith explains his ideas about people and their relationships with each other and how they can find happiness. Perhaps surprisingly, Smith theorized that our sense of morality comes primarily from shared interest, from selflessness, and that often what makes us the most happy is what is best for those around us. Economist and author Russ Roberts has written a new book about Smith's theory of moral sentiments, entitled How Adam Smith Can Change Your Life, An Unexpected Guide to Human Nature and Happiness. It's part scholarly work, part self-help book, and part homage to Adam Smith's softer side. I began the second part of our two-part interview with Roberts by asking him why he chose to write a book about Smith's lesser-known work. Part of what I was trying to do is to make Smith's book accessible to a modern reader who might not actually read the original. But the other reason is that I felt it, it saddens me that this great thinker, Adam Smith, is portrayed as this defender of greed when he wrote this other book that not only is not about greed, it actually says greed's really bad. And he says the pursuit of money for its own sake is destructive and bad for you, and it doesn't lead to true happiness. The, the quote that you bring out that stands out to me most from the theory of moral sentiments is, um, is, is really what drives Adam Smith's idea of morality and, and sort of what drives people's behavior. And that's that man naturally desires not only to be loved, but to be lovely. Uh, that's a really beautiful sentence to begin with. But what did Smith mean by that? So loved and lovely he used in 18th century ways, not the way we use the words today. By loved, he meant admired, respected, honored, praised, paid attention to, mattering uh, to the people around us. Uh, now, he says one of the ways to be loved is to be rich or to be famous or to be powerful. And he says that's the wrong way to attract attention to yourself. The right way to attract attention to yourself is to be lovely, which we also deep down want to be. We want to be worthy of admiration, worthy of respect, worthy of honor because we do the right thing. And a lot of his book is about what does that literally amount to? What do you have to do to be lovely? Smith's book in many ways, he saw it as trying, he was trying to, to explain human behavior. He's trying to give a theory of morality. But I saw it really as a guide to the good life. And by the good life, you mean really how to be a good person. And, and his idea, as you describe in your book, is, is that the mechanism by which we do that, by which we figure out how to be good, is to imagine a, an impartial spectator, as he says, observing us and judging us. In the modern world, though, and, and the final chapter of your book is called How to Live in the Modern World, you acknowledge that in a globalized world, that process sort of breaks down. What Smith was writing about is the challenge we have in extending our sympathy much past the people in our narrow circles. Uh, he really believed there were different rings of intimacy, as I, as I mentioned in the book. And people on the other side of the world are not going to stay on our mind for very long. And so he, um, he, was, he would defend himself as a realist. He's not saying he shouldn't care about them, but I think he would say it's hard to create an economic system where your actions are going to be driven by that care because that care is probably what he would have called a feeble spark of benevolence. It's there. You care about them, but it's feeble. Whereas for your 
your spouse, your children, your neighbor, maybe the person that you interact with, you go bowling with on Wednesday night, or the person, maybe even the person you have a Facebook or Twitter relationship with, even though you haven't seen them. In our world today, there, there's a wider circle of people maybe we can empathize with, but it's fundamentally limited by, by our human, our human uh, constraints. So, so your answer in the final chapter to your book actually um, a, amounts to the simple phrase, love locally, trade globally. Uh, and that's sort of your interpretation of what you think Smith would give in terms of advice for the modern, the modern person. Uh, if everyone did that, would that amount to sort of a moral, lovely world? Good question. I, well, I, I tell my children it's good to buy things from China because they're really poor and they really could use our help in helping them do better for themselves. And of course, over the last 20 years, it's been a huge reduction in the worst kinds of poverty in China and in India as well. Those are the two biggest success stories of the last two decades. And I think that's a good thing. And I think that's been driven by our interactions commercially, our exchange with them, our trade with them, our buying of their stuff. So that's why I say we should we should trade globally. I think that's a wonderful thing. Uh, loving locally is what I think we're adapted to. It's what we do naturally. Uh, people who love humanity often don't always love people. Um, so I write a lot in the book about how it's tempting to put off uh, helping my kid with the home with with his or her homework, or helping a neighbor who's sick, or visiting him in the hospital, bringing them a meal after after the uh, neighbors have had a baby. These are the things that I think make life rich and wondrous and, and joyous. And there's a tendency, I think, to say, oh, that's, that's just little stuff, the important stuff. That's, you know, being an activist or helping some cause. And I think a lot of times those causes don't always contribute in as important a way, sometimes not even in a good way, but certainly not in as an important a way as the small kindnesses we do for the people around us. And I think it's tempting for us to say, yeah, I don't have time to go to the, my the funeral of my friend's father because I've got this important project at work and I'm changing the world. Well, you change the world when you go to the funeral of your friend's father too. So that's what I mean by love locally and trade globally. I'm curious, do you think Smith would be, as the author of both Wealth of Nations and Theory of Moral Sentiments, do you think that he would be surprised how unlovely some of the economic behavior that's going on today is? <laughs> um, that's a great question. Uh, he had no illusions about human nature. Um, he saw, I think, he saw us as we are, so he would not be surprised by um, people's pursuit of money for its own sake. He warns against it, but he understood how seductive it is. So people who do put their career in front of everything, including their ethics, uh, he wouldn't be surprised by that. He would be disgusted by it, which he writes about in his day of what bothered him and what he found distasteful. Uh, but it wouldn't have surprised him. And he, I think, understood very deeply that we respond to incentives. And in a world where loveliness is not honored, you're not going to get much loveliness. And I think part of what we need to do to uh, get capitalism back, say, where it should be, is to make uh, being lovely a little more honorable and a little more uh, profitable as well. That was economist and author Russ Roberts talking about his new book, how Adam Smith Can Change Your Life, An Unexpected Guide to Human Nature and Happiness. You can read a review of the book in this month's issue of Finance and Development magazine online at www.imf.org forward slash F and D. If you enjoyed this podcast, 
You can hear more like this on www.soundcloud.com forward slash IMF dash podcasts.